0: Welcome to Frisian Chronicles, Song of Shadows, a magical audio drama storytelling experience. The show contains swearing, allusions to sexual themes, as well as themes of violence. Thank you, and enjoy this episode of Song of Shadows.
1: Let me go!
2: Aw, but I was really enjoying our hug. Back off! Oh, feisty!
1: Who are you people?
2: We're friends, if you let us.
1: Let go of me now.
2: Ooh! No can do, jailbreak.
1: Who are you?
2: The name's Kai, and it's nice to officially meet you, Miss Shark. You look... (laughs) I know. Weird, huh? If you stick around long enough, you'll know why.
1: This is impossible.
2: See, I would have thought your last adventure would have wiped that word from your vocabulary.
1: I deserve answers. Now. I agree. Then help me. I am. Restraining me does not seem like helping me.
2: You want answers? Well, the only way you're gonna get them is if you're here. When we're ready to tell you. So, I am helping.
1: I don't want to wait for your spies to come back. I want to know now.
2: Oh, you got spun! <laughs> come on, let's go wake up Avery. They'll want to know you're out and about. And if I let you go, are you going to make a break for it again? No. Can I trust you?
1: Can I trust you?
2: <laughs> Touche, jailbreak. Alright, come on.
1: Does Avery... look like me, or something?
2: <laughs> Don't be ridiculous.
1: Ridiculous? Both you and that Margot person look like someone else that I know. Is it really that ridiculous of a question?
2: I guess not. You saw Margot. Hmm. Wasn't supposed to happen.
1: How do you two look like someone I know?
2: All in due time, Jailbreak. Gonna wanna see this, Avery. Tomorrow. Not tomorrow, Avery. Now. What is so important? Miss Sharp, would you like to tell them what's so important, or should I? You're No,
1: he's not.
3: The door to the small cottage opened quickly, and Orly got a glimpse of the visitor from the shadows for the first time. She released the breath she had been holding when the Moonlight helped her confirm this person looked like no one she had ever seen before.
4: Orally, you got out? Impressive, right?
1: And I would have been long gone by now if I didn't run into him.
4: I told you, we were not your enemies.
1: Well, you locked me in a cave, so forgive me for not
3: believing you.
4: I didn't want to. Truly. But we needed to neutralize your magic. We've heard you're quite powerful.
3: Orly had been so focused on escaping, that she hadn't realized the restraint on her magic had vanished.
1: So what, the bars had blockers in them?
4: (laughs) 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 Blockers have to be mined somewhere. The cave is the blocker.
1: Hmm. Nifty trick. We
4: weren't trying to trick you. We still aren't.
1: So you give blockers to those things? Those crow creatures?
2: We wouldn't have if we had a choice.
1: There's always a choice.
2: They get their blockers from us, and they don't kill us slowly and painfully.
4: Seems like a pretty good deal to me. We have questions for you, Orly. And I have no doubt you have questions for us.
1: I want to talk now. I don't care if your scouts aren't back yet.
4: Stasia and Brian actually arrived back late last night. But as you can see, everyone is sleeping. Wake them up. I don't really think that's- Wake.
3: Them. Up. A faint, menacing glow of golden light formed over Aurelie's body. Her shield. Kai and Avery's eyes widened in wonder as their small area was illuminated.
2: Now who has the nifty trick?
3: I am not a prisoner,
1: and I will not be held here against my will. You have two hours before I walk away. If you want to sleep, be my guest. But if you want to hold this meeting, I suggest you get moving.
4: Fine. We can wake the others. Uh, Aaron is not going to be happy. I don't envy you. Kai, wake Station Brian. I'll get Aaron. Who's going to wake Phil? Not Not it! it. Ah, I said it first. Come on! Who's Phil? Ken Cardane's ambassador.
2: Alright, I'll get Phil too. We better hurry. We only have two hours.
3: With a wink, Kai jogged off into the village. Kaelin sprinted through the jungle toward the cluster of buildings just beyond the jungle's tree line. He was less than 20 yards away when he was tackled to the ground. Oh god! Kaelin, stop! I swear to the gods! Shelby, what are you doing? Saving your life, dumbass! Look! From their position among the tall grasses near the tree line, Shelby pointed toward the far side of the village. Kaelin glanced in the direction and focused on a slender individual in a long black coat, its pale skin almost luminescent in the moonlight. From this distance, in this light, it could have been anyone, but when the figure turned its head and the moonlight reflected off its mirrored glasses, he knew. We need to go back to camp and bring the others here.
4: What if Orly is there?
3: Kaelin felt a small tap on his mind like someone was asking for permission to enter. Kaelin looked around, trying to ensure he was not being ambushed by an enemy with some sort of psychological weapons. He let out a sigh, deciding it was probably Nyx or Dominic utilizing the bond to send him a message. Slowly, he allowed the mental visitor in.
0: Nix, if that's you, I know you're
2: angry I ran off, but I couldn't sit around and do nothing. I have to find
0: her.
1: <laughs> Ran off on your own unprotected? Yeah, that
3: sounds like you. Orally? Ellie? Kaelin pointed to his temple, and Shelby sighed with relief before returning her eyes to the village and the figure. They were safe here, as long as they remained quiet. The one and only, I think.
4: Are you okay? Are you hurt? When I couldn't reach you or locate you, I thought-
1: They used blockers. Your magic wouldn't have been able to get through.
0: Who's they? Where are you?
1: I'm on Kincardine. Who? I'm still trying to figure that out. But I'm safe.
2: Was it those figures?
1: Not that I can tell. Can you get out? I did, but I'm going to stay. For a little while, there are some answers that I need to find first.
2: Okay. Be careful,
1: Orly. Always. (laughs) Hey. I don't know if it's true, but they told me that you're on Lindau. I lost my journal, so I don't have the map anymore, but if I remember correctly, that's southwest of Kincarnane. If you can find a boat, use it. I'll see you soon.
4: We have your journal.
1: Oh, thank god. I thought it was gone.
2: I'll keep it safe until we see you again.
1: Hey, Kaylin. Yeah? Thanks. For looking for me.
2: Always.
3: Safe travels. Silence filled the space in Kaelin's head where Aurelie's voice just was. He laid back onto the ground, his hand resting gingerly on his chest, and a smile spreading across his face.
0: She's alive.
3: And apparently your connection is as strong as ever. Never doubted you for a second.
0: Is the coast clear?
3: They went inside that building. If we leave now, we should be safe.
2: Okay. Let's go. Can't believe you called me a dumbass.
3: Sorry, I meant your royal dumbass.
2: (laughs) Let's go back to camp. We have a trip to
4: plan.
3: 20 minutes after Orly delivered her ultimatum to Avery, she was sitting in a small meeting hall. The building was made of a dark colored wood and the room was lit by torches. The moonlight still poured in through the windows, but Orly could tell morning would be here soon. She had hoped to begin her travel before then, but the promise of answers was enough to delay her plans. The room began filling with individuals with tired eyes. It was either their exhaustion or disinterest, but no one acknowledged her as they made their way into the room. Avery walked into the room, followed by Kai, followed closely by Avery. Orly closed her eyes and reopened them, hoping that focusing on the sight in front of her would explain it. Twins. Once the word left her lips, the others in the room turned to acknowledge her for the first time.
0: Observant. Aaron, don't be a jerk. Well, if she's going to state the obvious, so am I. I'm sorry, Orly. My brother is... Gorgeous. Brilliant? Cranky. I'm Aaron, and you must be Orly.
1: Call me Ellie.
0: My sibling failed to mention how captivating you are.
1: Your sibling also forgot to mention how creepy you are.
0: Hmm. Leave the Lafrisian alone, Aaron. You're as annoying as ever, Kai.
1: Oh, thank you.
2: So, uh, jailbreak. Have you thought about your questions?
3: Yeah. And I have a lot of them. Any about me? A few. I'm honored. Orly rolled her eyes at Kai, and then glanced around the room, scanning for her mother's face. But she did not see it.
2: She's not authorized for these kinds of meetings. Excuse me? You're looking for Margot, right?
1: Why isn't she authorized?
2: Because she's not part of the Keepers.
1: So, the Kincardine Guard?
2: Well, basically, but it has a cooler name.
1: Let me guess, you're the captain.
2: Oh, you flatter me.
1: Not intentionally.
2: No, I'm not the captain. But I do most of the work.
1: So modest.
2: Uh, Phil's the captain, technically. But he's an elder now, so he barely goes out on scouting parties or gets his hands dirty. One of these days, he'll have to pass the title. And I'll be damned if I let Aaron snipe it away.
1: Is Phil the one who's going to answer my questions?
2: That would require work! No, he's going to sit up there on that chair and oversee the discussion, led by Avery, mostly. And a little bit of yours, truly.
3: So who are all these people? Kai followed Orly's gaze at the few people that had entered the small meeting room. He tilted his head toward a couple sitting in the corner, wearing dark leather adventuring clothes. Orly had guessed at their identity before Kai confirmed...
2: Uh, That's Stacia and Brian, scouts. They're not normally authorized for these meetings either. But they were sent out on a mission, so they were invited.
3: Orly nodded, and Kai turned to face the other side of the room where Aaron and Avery were chatting quietly.
2: You know Avery, and that's their brother, Aaron. Avery's basically the face of the Keepers. They've always been good with words and stuff. Any sort of diplomacy that needs done, they're the one to go do it. Aaron is the one you call when you need something done with brute force. A hot-headed ass, but a powerful one.
3: Kai pointed out three cloaked individuals sitting to the left of Phil's chair and explained they were advisors and researchers.
2: And then there's me. Need something done without ever getting noticed? I'm your guy.
1: Does Avery have suggestive magic? It sounds like Aaron has combative, I'm guessing. And those advisors probably have informative. Right?
2: Very good.
1: So let me guess. You have protective, don't you? Bingo. Of course you do. You're the one who kidnapped me, aren't you?
2: You gonna hate me if I say yes?
1: Yes. Oh,
2: then it definitely wasn't me. Okay, it may have been me.
3: (laughs) Well, thanks for being honest. Kai was about to respond. When the door opened and a tall, fuller-figured man with a long, white beard came striding in. His face was worn and seasoned, but kind, and his grey eyes seemed dull. Age or exhaustion, Orley couldn't decide. He wore a cloak similar to his advisors, and made his way to the large chair at the head of the room.
4: I hope we have a very important reason for calling a meeting at this hour. Yes, Captain, we do. Miss Sharp escaped from the cave. I know I'm getting older, but my eyes have not failed me yet. Do I not see her sitting here in front of me now?
3: Orly recoiled as Phil's misty gray eyes surveyed her.
4: You do, but... But she has not escaped, has she? She did, sir. But now she is... I don't appreciate unnecessary meetings, Avery. This meeting is not unnecessary, and if you would grant me a moment of uninterrupted time, I could thoroughly explain to you why this meeting was imperative.
3: We advise you to watch your tone, Avery.
4: Go on. Miss Sharp escaped from the cave, and confronted me at my home after finding Kai. She said she would leave in two hours, with or without answers, and if we wanted to have a conversation with her, it needed to happen soon. So I called this meeting, so we may have the time to question her as we originally intended. Very well. You may continue. Orly, we are going to ask a few questions. Then we will answer some of yours. All of your answers will be on the record. Can you agree to that format? Yes. Thank you. Miss Sharp, how did you find Asmar?
3: Orly's eyes narrowed at Avery. She already answered this. The look on Avery's face told Aurelie that the conversation in the cave was off the record, and now she needed to explain it again, officially. The map or the real place?
4: Both place.
3: <sighs> Lafrisians have devices
1: called inhalators. They are crafted to adapt the fairy lungs to work in Earth's atmosphere, but they also change the color of our eyes to fit a more n- normal human color. However, when it was used on me, my eyes turned gold because I am, I mean, I was, am royalty. When I was researching the missing the Frisians, I came across a book with a blank page. I don't know why I thought to do it, but I eventually looked at it using the inhalator. And I saw the map. I don't know why it worked.
4: Saw the map? How is that possible? We weren't sure that no one would be able to see it outside of Asmar!
3: Orly tried to ignore the shocked whispers from the advisors to Phil's left, and continued.
1: The same thing happened when I looked at a seemingly blank book titled, Song of Shadows. It mentioned singing a song to find the key to this land, so... I sang a lullaby my mom used to sing to me, and here we are.
3: Please, allow us a moment to document. The advisors wrote the information down feverishly, and orally waited. Avery glanced at Phil, who slowly nodded, signaling that Avery could continue.
4: Have you come into contact with other creatures that you believe to be from Asmar? Yes. Can you describe them for us, please?
1: Pale. Very pale. They're usually wearing dark clothing and always mirrored sunglasses. The last one we fought turned into a bunch of... Skeleton-like
3: crows after dealt a killing blow. More murmurs and shocked exclamations filled the room.
4: You killed one? But
3: how?
1: Not me, my friend. But we couldn't confirm that they were dead before the whole,
3: you know, crow thing. Phil leaned forward in his chair, his hands running through his white hair as he absorbed Orly's words. Avery nodded and took a seat. Orly heard the bench next to her ship as Kai stood, and in three large strides stood where Avery just was. It was his turn.
2: Did you tell anyone else in Lafrisia or on Earth how to get here? No. So, nobody from Lafrisia knows you're here?
1: That's correct.
2: Do you have any methods of contacting someone in Lafrisia or on Earth?
1: A member of our team does have protective magics and is able to communicate through bonds, but. There's no telling if there's someone still in Lafrisia with enough of a connection. All his closest friends are here with him.
2: How big is the Lafrisian army?
1: Why? Curiosity. I don't know exactly, but it, it it's large. Who commands them? Why?
2: Miss Sharp, please answer the question.
1: <laughs> it sounds like you're gathering intel to plan an attack.
2: I can assure you that is not our intention.
1: Not your intention?
3: But it might be your action.
2: We're not looking to fight your armies, we're looking to join them.
3: What? Kai threw a quick glance over to Phil, who shook his head lightly. It's not your turn yet. <sighs> Bullshit! Miss Sarp, I remind you, you did agree to this format.
1: <sighs> Kaelin Quillwasp is the king and has authority over Nick Brightborn, the captain of the Lafrisian Guard. But Miss Brightborn is the commanding officer, the one who makes most of the decisions for the guard.
2: Thank you.
3: Kai found a seat, this time near Avery on the other side of the room. Aaron stood and orally glared at him as he smirked at her.
0: Miss Sharp, I have only one question for you. Shoot. How powerful are you?
1: I, I don't understand.
0: We've been told that you have a power beyond anything we've seen. By who? Again with the questions. But I will answer that one. Stacia and Brian are not the Keepers, only scouts.
1: You've had people watching me.
0: For longer than you know. Continue with the questions, Aaron. So, orally? how powerful are you?
1: I'm... I'm a legendary.
0: What? What? That's impossible. That can't even what be What sort fluffy. of
1: nonsense is- Quiet!
0: Are you a legendary Fay?
1: As far as I know,
3: yes.
0: That is enough questioning for now.
3: Phil stood and began to move toward the door. No! No?
1: I am supposed to have the floor to ask my questions now. That is the format I agreed upon.
3: Avery's wide eyes darted to the floor. Aaron stared at Phil in shock, while Kai sat back and struggled to stifle a laugh. The lumbering man standing on the far end of the room stared back at Aurelie with focused, gray eyes for a long moment. The air in the room hung silent as Phil and Aurelie stood looking at each other.
0: Of course... Is yours. Thank you for listening. Today's episode was written by Nicole Tuttle and edited by Mariah Clausen and featured the vocal talents of Nicole Tuttle, Mariah Clausen, ML Erhart, Ace Corsaira, Andrew Morrison, Zach Cipriano, Braden Tuttle, Elisa Park, Alden Jacob, Dante Majors, and William Nunn. This episode was sound designed and edited by Katherine Stanley, along with Mariah Clausen, Griffin Coldron, and Megan Peugeot, featuring the music of John Bartman. And I'm Erica Harmon. Want to stay up to date on all things LaFresian Chronicles? Follow our social media for more information about upcoming episodes, at LaFresia Audio on Twitter. If you enjoyed today's episode, subscribe to our show on your favorite podcasting site, and leave a review. Until next time, listeners.